You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. And for this episode, we are doing a very interesting pairing, the 2008's Twilight and 2015's Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which is the fan fiction version of Twilight uh, by Stephanie Myers. Well, Twilight is by Stephanie Myers. Yeah, this is by, uh, what is the author's name here? It's like E.L. James. E.L. James, yes. Uh, and I was not just playing there. I really do absolutely no research. Uh, I don't have like <laughs> E.L. James, like, you know, the box set or anything. Um, you don't own these books? I don't own these books. I will say my wife, I think she read them and I remember making fun of her for reading them because it was like that, like summer or spring when they like blew up. It was like before the movie. And I was like, you know, you can get a lot of this stuff for free. And if you caught me reading this, like, <laughs> you know, these like porn stories, erotica, you'd be like, what are you doing over there? Like, you know, what's wrong with you? But for whatever reason, you know, this became, and maybe it's the Twilight influence. I don't know. This became like a big, like mainstream success. So, uh, good for E.L. James, I guess. But yeah, I did not purchase them. Yeah. Uh, I don't own any of these books m- myself, but you know, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we are doing this pairing because of the uh, the new Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, is that the the title? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Fifty Shades uh, Freed Part Three. Yeah, part uh, three. and also it's our Valentine's Day episode, so Happy Valentine's Day happy to Valentine's us Day. and you. Well, you, you <laughs> are listening. my Valentine, uh, I, I guess. You undressed for me uh, just right before we started recording. I, uh, it is, it is cold here and, uh, I just was getting too hot and, uh, flustered, uh, thinking about talking with you about these two sexy films. Uh, although I think I got the sexier one or at least the one with more sex. I, one I that agree. I'm gonna introduce. Oh, oh yes. There's no doubt yeah. there. Um, but yes, happy Valentine's to all. This is definitely for those that are fans of these movies. Um, you know, a quick story real quick, uh, Twilight, you can credit Twilight for, uh, I guess, for, for me becoming a podcaster, you know, the, the story goes that, uh, my, my sister who was then 16 were into these Twilight books. And I remember her asking me to take her to the book fair at school one day so she could pick up some of these Twilight books. And, you know, I, I knew nothing about them. And since it was, uh, such, you know, um, a big deal at the time. I looked into uh, checking out some audiobooks. You know, I thought that maybe if I, could, I could find some for my sister and, you know, try to be a, a you know, a nice big brother here. And, and, um, I, I decided to listen to one just to see what it was about. I, I don't think sure. I knew very much. Blaming the sister already. I, I don't think she told me very much about it except for like <laughs> werewolves and vampires. So I was like, I'll, I'll okay. check it out. I had no idea okay. it was, you know, the, the demographic was for teenage girls, but, you know what? I, I gotta say, I was interested enough that I listened to them all. And after I finished all the audiobooks of Twilight, I tried to go to, uh, what was, well, I guess iTunes still exists, but I tried looking for other audiobooks and came across podcasts. And that's how I, I found out what a podcast was. And I, uh, ran into some movie reviewers and I was just, it, it was like finding, uh, you know, a, uh, digital store of toys, right? So, and I got into listening to a bunch of uh, podcasts and ultimately starting my own show. So, thank you, Twilight. 
Is that what you're asking the listeners to say? Yeah, Stephanie Myers, her too, sure. I think it's uh, it's better to think of it that way than because you could take it a step further and say that's the reason we're friends is because of Twilight. Yeah. If you told people that, they would think we're like some far some weird Twilight book club or like forum or something. But no, uh, there were extra steps here, six degrees of separation from Just Twilight. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe not as weird as if. <laughs> we said that we were friends because of Fifty Shades of Grey, which I think would put even more. That would be some weird pauses there in the conversation. I, I think people would understand. I mean, we're we're two very attractive men, <laughs> <laughs> like being attractive together sure. over Skype. <laughs> uh, just a little refresher for the movie Twilight uh, for those that have not seen it in a while. Uh, Bella is a young um, girl in high school. I, I don't think they actually say. Uh, what grade she's in, do they? I mean, she's like, what, 16, 17 in the junior? movie? Junior? I think junior. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. She's not senior yet, but yeah. Yeah, because I, I know Edward is 17. And uh, anyway, she moves to a uh, small town in Washington uh, from Arizona. Her mother goes on to uh, marry somebody, and they move to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, shout out to my co-host, uh, We Got Five. Went to Florida there. And um, she there, she is kind of a... You know, I kind of misremembered this, but I thought she was an outcast, and I completely forgot she made a lot of friends relatively quick. Shit, she makes like a, <laughs> like a whole crew of them. Like, There's like ten of them that immediately like love her. They they all know her by lunchtime, um, but and she uh, doesn't even want to. She doesn't even like she's trying. She's like, no, no, I'm not really social. And they're like, okay, you're my best friend now, Anna Kendrick. Is it that easy to become best friends with Anna Kendrick? What it, what did I miss in high school? I, uh, I I don't know. Um, and then we got the the other young gal too that's now on Walking Dead. Uh, Christian Serratos or some something. But anyway, uh, Bella she uh, she meets uh, Edward Cullen here, who is a, a vampire. You know, and it's it becomes a, a bit of a not quite in this movie a love triangle. I, I think that happens more in the second movie. But uh, Jacob, a Native American here, who is a friend of the family and the Colin and these pack of werewolves here, the vampires there, there's this, uh, big, I don't know what you call it. Um, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? So oh it's yeah. Like a, that show. like centuries long, uh, uh, feud. A feud. Uh, I mean, thank obviously. you. Yeah. So there's yeah. this big feud between the werewolves and the vampires and Bella's pretty much caught in between. Um, yeah. And we'll kind of get into more of the details here after. You tell us about Fifty Shades of Grey. All right, so um, obviously we're going to age up our character. So I've I did not do the research to see how this originated as Twilight fan fiction, as far as uh, when it was originally intended to be uh, Mr. Cullen Edward Cullen as Christian Grey. I, I don't know if she aged up the characters then, but uh, in the film, uh, when it's no longer Twilight fan fiction, we are introduced to Anastasia Steele, who uh, goes to interview Christian Grey, who's basically like a Bruce Wayne, uh, Jeff Bezos sort of master of the universe. Well, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. is not, you know, he's a little bit follically challenged, so he's <laughs> not quite as, uh, you know, Christian Grey level, I guess, of uh, sex appeal. Uh, but he's a very famous man who does something very vaguely rich. That's all I can really gather from, from the film. Um, but she's filling in for her best friend. So I guess in a way she's like the, uh, the shy girl, uh, who's like 
going into new surroundings, even though this is like an assignment for her roommate to go interview this guy for uh, college. Uh, I believe they're getting ready to graduate college, yes, right? And I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they, you know, revealed that uh, it was, you know, Washington State because for for a while I was like, is she still in high school? You know, because graduation was coming up, and um, yeah, she's 21, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, in the movie. Uh, she is probably just as, uh, actually she's probably a little more backwards than Bella. I mean, it's going to be revealed later on that she's, uh, a virgin. And, uh, for the most part, she just seems like someone who's not experienced, uh, much in life just yet. And boy, she's going to experience a lot of stuff I've not yet tried in my mid Oh, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they keep on coming, these, these experiences. Yeah. Of hers. Uh, yes. Um, so, yes, uh, I think uh, it doesn't need any explanation, but Fifty Shades of Grey uh, is erotica. So Christian Grey, when they start their little romance, uh, unlike being a vampire who is very protective, um, he is a guy that's into S&M. He's into whips and bondage and has a red playroom of sorts. Butt plugs. Um, and, uh, butt plugs. Uh, upon rewatch, because this is my second time watching this film, uh, I, I did notice, and I guess I'm a little bit uh, uh, forlorn, that they don't actually uh, get that. We don't get to see how they agree to that on the contract. I think they're interrupted when she brings up butt plugs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she strikes but- it. <laughs> I have a little more faith in Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Johnson. I almost said Dakota Fanning, Different which would movie. be a far worse. That would be far more troubling. So, uh, Dakota Johnson, as we said, is a little more age appropriate. But, um, yeah, this is, this one's, you know, as we've done before on the show, not a direct remake, but you can kind of see the inspiration, uh, the infatuation with the male character who has like a mysterious history, uh, sort of a, you know, I guess it's an understatement to say a weird family life, especially in Twilight. They're a family of vampires. Um, but I think what struck me, cause I had never seen Twilight. I mean, I, I was probably too old. I'd aged out of the demographic when, uh, the movies we're, came out. Well, okay. But when the movies came out or the books, cause the movies, uh, I'm thinking, was it the 2008? Yeah, Is that what, it was 2008, and I only watched it because I was familiar with the books. So the books I was listening, yeah, before the movies came out. So I'm, you know, I'm uh, 25, 26. I don't remember when this came out, but uh, I remembered. I was like, oh, that's uh, something like a hot topic. I was like, that's something for the younger generation. And actually, unlike most people on the internet. I was not instantly dismissive. I was just, oh, good for them. They're, you know, they've got, uh, these teenage girls have their own little vampire werewolf thing, uh, which is, you have to admit, it's just kind of nerdy. Usually that's like the, the dude bro thing. Like when you're a teenage boy, you're the one that's into like, uh, those sort of like horror fantasy settings. So I actually was into it until I saw the movie and I was like, oh, this is not that good. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, I will say this in defense of it, having seen it for the first time, uh, for this podcast this week, watching it, uh, at work on my lunch break and like hiding the <laughs> iPad from like my coworkers so they didn't see me watching Twilight like a decade later. Uh, I actually really liked watching them to compare yeah. the two because I'm a big fan of Dakota Johnson. I like the actress. I mean, uh, the bigger splash episode we had a couple months back, I sort of raved about her. She was more like my favorite character. Um, I think she's really charming this. Uh, but I really dislike her character and I actually like Bella, like Bella cuts the shit. Like when she thinks this, this guy's a vampire, she investigates it and then she confronts him on it. 
And then she's like, you know what? I'm kind of cool with it. And I'm, I can, I now understand how this turned into Fifty Shades of Grey because Bella's into a little bit of kinkiness. Good for yeah. her. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey, this was, um, my first watch. So I had, you know, already seen Twilight. And, um, the funny thing is, I told my wife, I go, I, I think you'd like Fifty Shades of Grey. And she's like, why? I go, well, you like the Twilight movies too. So she watched it and then she started, uh, texting me the next day while I was at work, like lines from the movie. And she's never done that before. <laughs> and in a good or bad way, like she's enjoying it or she's like making fun of it or both. She was, no, she was enjoying it. And, and then the next day she, she told me she watched the second movie. I'm like, wow, I hadn't even seen the second movie. And you know what? I'm actually mildly curious because it, you know, the first movie here ends on a cliffhanger. I had no idea. You bastard. And then I, I just want people the next to know. Thing I know. I want people to know that originally I had set it up for this week that we were going to do the first Fifty Shades and the second one. Cause I've not seen the second one either. And it doesn't know a cliffhanger. And I thought like, okay, for the podcast, I can, I won't look so uncool by doing, <laughs> by watching the Fifty Shades sequel in preparation for the end of the trilogy. And you vetoed that. You're like, no, let's do Twilight. And now you're telling me you're going to watch the second one. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Yeah. Here, here's the other thing too. Um, I I don't know when I'll watch the second one, but I do want to see you know the, the the how the story continues. But my wife and her best friend they they're making plans to go watch the third movie in the theater. She doesn't even watch a movie in the theater with me. Peter, you're in for Someone uh, a little salty. Well, you should be thanking me because you're in for a, a kinky Valentine's Day weekend, <laughs> my friend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you might need to go to the gym. Uh, you might need to uh, prepare yourself for bruises and. Uh, whoops, I, I don't know. Um, well, that's, that's cool. Uh, cause we're on opposite ends of this then. I, I do gotta agree with you. I, I do enjoy, um, Dakota Johnson, uh, in this movie too. And, and also, you know, when I, uh, the first, gosh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of this movie, I'm thinking, why is her best friend not being a better friend? You mm-hmm. know, if she's just blinded by this man's beauty, I mean, there's other cues too. Like he is clearly a serial killer. This is danger, stranger danger territory mm. here. You know his comments, um, showing up to work and and the things that he buys. These are clues. You know these are things that she should be looking out for. You're 21 for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he comes across as a character I'm intrigued with. Uh, I think she. Uh, have you seen a movie called uh, How to Be Single, which is like a guilty pleasure of mine? Um, no. It's got uh, her and um, God uh, Rebel Wilson. Um, oh, I'm familiar with it. Okay, yeah, yeah Leslie Mann, uh, and it's just a cute rom com. And I think Dakota Johnson has uh, she's got the personality of the charm to do that because I, as I was rewatching Fifty Shades of Grey, I looked over at my wife and I'm like, yeah, this is this is not bad. Why did I hate this movie the first time around? Because I was like, she's adorable. Like when she drunk. Uh, dials him and like breaks up with him even though they're not <laughs> dating i was like this is fantastic like this is this is a great uh rom-com uh and then i remember oh they at a certain point they have to introduce the sex and i think the sex scenes are so fucking terrible in this movie like because there's no escalation like the escalation is to i guess this like caning or spanking at the end that's a little too rough but like the sex scenes where it's supposed to be about, hey, we're going to do all this cool shit and it's really pleasurable. It's some of the like worst shot sex scenes. I don't know if it's a, it's like they didn't want to be too obscene, even though the books themselves are obscene. I mean, that's what they're selling. 
but even my wife commented because it was so annoying to me that uh, whenever he like breathes on Dakota Johnson, she like moans. And even my wife commented, she was like, uh, there's a part where he, uh, he blindfolds her and then he's like standing five feet across the room and she like just arches her back and moans. And my wife goes, what touched her? What, what is even around her? <laughs> and I just felt like for a film that's talking about all this kinky sex, uh, until that like one scene at the end, they don't ever really push the boundaries here. And, uh, hell, even Twilight is a little more aggressive without the sex like when bella is introduced to him in science class um you got <laughs> edward's got like a vampire boner with his teeth like <laughs> oh, you know i don't remember what it was but um there was something i don't know if it was saturday night live or ellen or something but there's a part where they cut that that very scene where bella first walks in and edward he just looks disgusted and um they, I think they played like a fart or something. That's like what he smelled and that's why he reacted that way. It's, it's actually pretty funny. So that's, I found, I found a lot of things in Twilight uh, a little bit more comical this time around. I don't know if it's from some of these other parodies and things mm. like that, but, um, Fifty Shades are great. I mean, you know, aside from the, the sex, it, here's the funny thing. I watched it on demand with my cable provider. It was USA. And so a lot of the, well, uh, her nipples were blurred. Um, oh, Peter. Uh, and the sex scenes were kind of cut down. Well, so. I, I would argue there's not a lot of, like, if you've seen something like, um, a nine and a half weeks from the eighties, uh, with Kim Basinger, uh, I think it's a little more sexual than this, which was strange for me because I feel like you're, uh, you're advertising something that you, you don't want to give. And I, I don't know if there's like a Blu-ray or DVD version that goes further as far as like what they're allowed to show. If they wanted to maintain R rating, this was a mainstream release. Um, it's just weird to me upon rewatch to think like, okay, I enjoy all the, the rom-com bits here and not so much the sex for a movie about sex and pushing the limits. And I found Twilight <laughs> to be more entertaining with its sex that doesn't actually happen. Like, it's basically about, a, I didn't realize it was going to be about a teenage boy who's afraid basically to, uh, take a girl's virginity. Like, he's, he's afraid to go too far with a young girl, which maybe that's why it was popular with like young girls. That's why they could fall for this vampire because he is strangely, I mean, he's still a vampire, don't get me wrong, but he is strangely respectful of Bella in this movie that I found pretty cool. But I, I also feel that maybe that, you know, he fears of like breaking her, you know, kind of like the whole Clark Kent and, you know, <laughs> pick, pick a girl, Lois or Lana. Like he does, doesn't want to hurt her with his sheer strength. I don't remember Superman having those problems with, uh, with Lois. Well, he Once he got had down. The, those with Lana in um, Smallville. Don't know if you ever watched mm -hmm. that. That was, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a thing too. And did they have a know, red room of pleasure and pain in Smallville? What is what sort of uh, what was on not, the? Not quite. Well, there there might have been. I, I mean, there was ten seasons of that. But uh, <laughs> there's one episode where Lana got superpowers too, and that's you know that's when they were able to actually have sex, and they actually made like the Earth shake and stuff. Goodness, Smallville, <laughs> they're, they're overthinking it a little bit. We've we had yeah, CW. We had a century of comics where Superman, you know, he was married, and I'm pretty sure they had sexual relations that were. Yeah, normal and safe. 
Yeah. So I, I I felt that's what it was, but I mean, I don't know. It, and maybe he was respectful. I mean, he, the, the man is like, what, 80 something? Well, I think, um, there's sort of a, a history here. Like, um, going back to like the Buffy. I don't know if you watched any of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it was on. No. Okay. So the way they play with, uh, I guess the idea of sex, um, using it as a metaphor, uh, for teenagers was, uh, when Buffy, I guess slight spoiler alert, when she has sex with her vampire boyfriend, um, there's some sort of curse on him or something, some sort of spell. I don't really remember the details, but basically he turns evil. Like he, he gives in there, it gives in, he gives into his impulses, his sort of vampiric impulses, uh, when he has that act with her. And so clearly what they're saying is, uh, you were talking about stranger danger is that the way that, uh, teenage boys, when they get what they want, could completely change and turn on their, their mm-hmm. girlfriend. And I felt like they're kind of doing that with Twilight. Like Edward said, he's going to lose control and treat her like a piece of meat, like literally use her for meat to, to eat. Right. It's not like, you know, it's not the most clever thing in the world, but I kind of understood why uh, this would be popular with uh, teenagers. I mean, it would be something that would be on their mind. Maybe not you, Peter. Yeah. Maybe you're just ready to get no. down. You're Christian Gray. You're just, <laughs> just ready to sign the, the butt plug contract. Well, y- y- uh, here's, I mean, this isn't really TMI. I mean, maybe it is, but my wife's been calling me Mr. Gray, you know, every now and again. And I go, you need to stop that because I had a teacher named Mr. Gray. And that's weird. <laughs> Doesn't work for you, huh? It's just not. <laughs> no, no, it's not the same, but I see where she's going. I, I, I think, I think she had a lot of fun watching that movie. And clearly, you know, she wants to see the third one now. So. Okay. Well, uh, um, kind of off, uh, you know, no, no spoilers, but did she like the second one? Uh, she didn't say anything about it, okay. but I, I, I'd imagine she did. And, and maybe she didn't just because she knows I hadn't seen it yet. But, I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on HBO right now. I yeah, think. I, yeah. We we do have HBO, so um, you know, maybe one night I go to the gym. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch. Uh, that was the other reason. Uh, my wife actually had never seen Twilight either, and she's she's a couple years younger than me, uh, so maybe she also missed the, the window. But she expressed interest. She's like, oh, I never saw that. Kind of like. Um, you know, I don't think either one of us ever watched Harry Potter. So it's like one of those things like, oh, maybe I should know what was popular a decade ago. Like, what was it about this? And she wanted to watch it, but we only had one, t- uh, sort of one night where we could like watch a movie together. And I was like, look, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch part of this, like at the gym and part of it at work. And it can't be Fifty Shades. I can't be the dude you know, watching Fifty Shades <laughs> with someone able to look over at my screen. And I was like, Twilight's you watch already going to be, yeah, Twilight's going to be embarrassing enough. But at least there's going to be no nudity. You know, it is. Uh, uh, so maybe that contributed to why I was so impressed with Twilight being so respectful of young Bella. Where I was like, all right, good for you. There was no no blurred nipples and no uh, no canings well, or whippings. I mean, the demographic is, is, you know, teenage girls and, you know, you know, my, my daughter, you know, when she was young, I don't know if she still is now, but when she was a little bit younger, she actually liked Twilight and yeah, I don't need to get into this, but you know, like, uh, her mother and I were not together, but her mom let her watch these movies and I'm just like kind of bite my lip. Like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. these, these are a little, you know, for somebody a little bit older, but now she's of age and she can watch all these, but she's, she's seen them younger. Um, but I think that's that's what it is. You know, they they are they're keeping in mind that you know their main audience is younger women. So clearly, they, Fifty Shades more for like your wife's age. They were they, they were not yeah. for teenage girls. 
That's right. Well, I think I mean, the, the, the genre case, here is called uh, mommy porn, I think is what became associated with Fifty Shades of Grey. Never heard of that. Well, uh, not in the sense, you know, if you search for that, you're probably going to find stuff that's geared towards men. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to uh, John John Cho from American Pie, the, the MILF, MILF thing, I think. Right, there you yeah. go. They're all, yeah, MILF. Uh, so maybe, uh, and... but uh, the thing was with the rise of like Fifty Shades Grail, uh, I did read uh, that someone sort of put out there that it was because of digital e-readers that it became so popular because it was a Kindle book, as you said, fan right. fiction, uh, but also that people could read it like on the subway or read it at the office, unlike me, without people knowing what they were reading. And so they were more willing to give something like that a try as opposed to being seen reading this sort of pornographic material. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you want to get into maybe uh, some of the similar similarities and what makes this uh, an actual fan fiction? Um, obviously there's no supernatural element or anything like that. However, Christian Grey does kind of pop up out of nowhere, you know, as if he's a vampire. So you guys pops up to going too. Stalks her. Both of them. Both of them rescue uh the uh the sort of lady they've got their eye on literally uh following right just a from male attackers right yeah well oh oh, yeah that no um i was thinking how in twilight um edward saves her from almost getting crushed by by the truck right the schoolmate there almost hits her yeah and then sort of outs himself right there christian yeah when he puts his hand on a truck and stops it (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty bad effects but sure yeah uh christian gray um prevents uh, Anastasia here from almost getting hit by a bicyclist. I think it was, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, very similar. Oh to yeah. That. I didn't even consider that. Um, mom both. moved, moved away, married to a baseball player. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say both of them are, are klutzy. These two leading bit. ladies, we, we see them fall down and, uh, I, I guess that's to, uh, so that you know, the strong man here can save them. um, I would say uh, let's, one big difference as far as the romance between these two is that uh, Bella, I think, is clearly the one pursuing Edward, uh, whereas the other way around, I mean, damn, Christian Grey will not let go of this contract. I mean, he buys her a uh, MacBook and basically just so he can IM her or email her saying, have you signed documents that allow me to put things, <laughs> put any of my things in your body and – uh <laughs> I, uh, that's a little cute at times because you see, uh, Dakota Johnson sort of fucking with him. Strike um, the, the anal fisting and vaginal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think those are, those are some, some solid omissions that she had there. I was nodding my head like, mm-hmm. and <laughs> then some of those I was sort of like, damn, Christian, like, you know, you're really, he, he was definitely going, he was trying to shoot the moon here. He was going for a Hail Mary on everything. Um, just because again, she's a virgin is that is that what it is? Where, didn't where dig have you that. Been? Didn't 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 dig that. Um, you know, because that's not really brought up in Twilight. Uh, maybe it's like the purity of her blood, or I don't know. They they do this weird thing where it's like he can't read her mind, right. so there's like something special about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think because it's in a high school setting, I don't really think that would have been a big deal. Like that, I don't. You know, that's neither here nor there. Like the fact that she. Maybe has a boyfriend pores or virgin, but uh upon rewatch of Fifty Shades of Grey, I didn't dig the scene where um he's like, you know, what basically what have you liked before sexually? And I guess that's as you're saying, you're kind of excusing him a little bit. That's like that's the reason he starts with everything, right? Because she doesn't have any experience. 
Uh, but man, he like, his eyes like light up. It's like, it's like he turned vampiric right there. Mm-hmm. Like he got like the golden brown eyes and he's like, Oh my goodness. Fresh blood. A virgin in my midst. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like you're, it's actually very problematic. It's a little problematic because I thought this dude, I would think that would be a negative or I would hope that would be a negative because I would think that he would want someone that's his equal as far as sexually, as far as someone who's going to want to push the limits. And so just starting with someone who, uh, as I was, as I said, watching it with my wife, she was like, you know, she's like, it's really not that impressive, like what he's doing to her because she's not done anything physically. So it's like, can you imagine like if things go wrong here and they like break up, like she's just, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's starting at a 11 yeah. on the spinal tap scale right. and she's, she's going to dating other dudes who are at a two, like <laughs> as far as all this stuff sexually. Everyone's going to be lame. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I haven't. We've talked about, we've not seen the sequel yet. Uh, I also don't really dig that, um, I guess the origin of Christian Grey. And I can't believe I'm coming out of this, like I'm saying, like Twilight's awesome compared to, to all of this. Like I keep coming back to all the things I liked about Twilight. Um, the origin of Christian Grey is that basically he was like taken advantage of or like molested or, you For know, years. there's something, yeah, something skeevy with this older woman, this, that they sort of just call Mrs. Robinson. Um, and he's got these, you know, scars and marks on his back where it's like, presumably she did something to him. And so we're led to believe that's why he's into all this kinky shit. So I don't think that the sex is that fun when you're like, oh, this is coming from the mindset of someone who's abused or taken advantage of, um, at the very least, uh, Edward's origin story is that he was about to die and this kindly vampire <laughs> gave him life yeah, again. Yeah, gave him a second chance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, just because it is fan fiction, I think, you know, obviously the author, she, you know, read or watched, you know, Twilight. It's like, oh, you know, what if this was very, you know, much more erotic? I, I I'm sure there's an audience. Clearly there's an audience of women that enjoy the Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I'm actually very surprised. That, you know, my wife, she's like, oh, he's so hot and his body. And I'm like, yeah, but you, did you not hear the same things he was saying, you know, like that I was hearing? Like, I I, I was a little surprised. I, th- I thought she would find the movie problematic as well. But now she's, you know, about to go watch a movie for the first time in I don't know how many years. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a question. And I wonder if you thought about it as well, like given the climate, uh, like sort of the Me Too movement and all this. Right. I felt like releasing this third one, I'm like, hmm, I wonder how that's going to be received or if it's like, if this is just like, yeah, probably not the best time. I'm, that's me saying, I've not seen the sequel. I don't really know where the characters are in the third one, how far right. along in their relationship. Um, and if anything, Christian Grey is like, you know, I guess you would say above board with <laughs> having, you know, it contractually written down and signed as far as what he's allowed to do and not do to her. Uh, but I did feel like maybe the third one's a little bit out of step with where we are in the culture. Um, I don't know. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm a little, it's, it's funny cause it sounds like you're kind of leaning more on the Twilight, um, side and, you know, I, it, but it's a worse movie. It, it, that, I think from a production value, it's cheesier. Yes. It, it's cheaper. Uh, the acting Robert Pattinson, I think, is god awful. Like, it's, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, Kristen Stewart is, is, I mean, is like slightly better, but she's also not very good. The I supporting mean, cast is goofy. Yeah. I mean, the, the dad, the, um, oh, the dad, the Jacob's dad, even. I mean, uh, 
Fifty Shades of Grey, the funny thing is, it's it's a winner of multiple Razzies, though I kind of enjoyed like the production and everything. I, I thought everybody actually... The production value is good. I thought, I, I, think the, I thought everybody was actually okay. You know, I think I, the acting is good here. Like, yeah. uh, as much as I'm making fun of the Grey character, and I, I mean, I love Dakota Johnson, uh, supporting She's characters, the, the roommate, the mothers... I think everything's good here. Like you watch these two together, I'm like, oh, this is like a real movie, and like Twilight is like some something cheap CW that was made. Version. Yeah, uh, although it was highly successful, and yeah. having not seen the sequels, I don't know how much they put into the production afterwards as far as the budget. But um, well, I mean, the, like Harry Potter, and I know you said that you guys haven't seen it, but um, with Twilight, they uh, each. I, if I remember correctly, each of them were all directed by somebody different too, and some of them actually kind of looks better than other. You know, I may or may not own them all on Blu-ray, but um, you know, we <laughs> we we did uh, make a thing out of it. You know, some friends, uh, my wife's friends, they would come over and we kind of like did a binge watch like in one week or you know maybe a couple weeks, but um, they they kind of remained the same way, but aesthetically, I, I think some of them actually got a little bit better. But Fifty Shades of Grey, I was actually surprised by how much I actually kind of liked it. You know, I don't want to say enjoy it because um, it's just Christian spicing Grey up your marriage. Don't, this, don't bring in your personal stuff to this, Peter. No, this this movie is like it, it's gonna make other powerful men think that this is okay. You know, like mm. hey, women eat this uh, the, eat this stuff up in Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I can do this. And like no, and and they try to give Christian Grey an out by saying how he was. You know, molested at the age mm-hmm. of 15, this ongoing relationship. It's a secret from his mother, you know, who is friends with the woman. There's just all these things. And, you know, the whole drop line, like, oh, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Like, you know, they're trying to give him an Oof. excuse to Oof. be this way. There's the Razzie right there. That's the Razzie clip <laughs> you, you play. Like yeah. the Oscar moment. Uh, it is interesting, like, looking at it as fan fiction, because I, I feel like, you know, James, I'm like, is this what you got out of the Edward character? This respectful vampire who you know, by his own description, calls himself his family, like, the vegetarians of vampires. They only eat animals, which makes them, I mean, they're still different than humans, but as far as what they consume, the same as us, you know, we mm-hmm. eat animals. And, um, I didn't understand how she took that leap with Edward that he would become this controlling, uh, physically demanding, like, you know, sex crave man who, you know, in, in Twilight, he loves to, I mean, it's kind of creepy because he's, he's standing over watching her sleep, but he loves to just be around her while she sleeps. Complete opposite in Fifty Shades. He wants to fuck her and then it's like, please go to your room and leave me alone. I, I didn't understand the connection between Edward and him if this is, was originated as fan fiction. Yeah. I, I, I see what you mean by that, but I don't know. Maybe she's just, it's not a great metaphor, but the fact that, you know, the, uh, Edward, being a vampire, not every not every uh, woman or person wants to become a vampire. Yet Bella does. You got uh, Anastasia, who you know, I, I feel a lot of people would not be into S and M, and she feels like to be to understand him more as a person, she's kind of got to give in. You know, so do you hold it against uh, uh, Anastasia here that um, like cause I, there's nothing in the movie. That has me the slightest bit interested in Christian Grey. And, uh, I could just be totally off base there because I remember, uh, when these books were out and I was making fun of my wife for reading them, uh, we were out with her friend who was also like had started reading them and she's like, I just want to find out like what makes him tick. And I'm like, really? He just seems like a rich asshole to me. Like, you know, who just, 
he just likes to he likes to control everything about sex with women. Uh, doesn't like any intimacy and then buys them off like prostitutes. As far as here, I bought you a car. Here's your room. Do you need clothes? Like, do you need an allowance? And also, I'm going <laughs> to stick this butt plug somewhere <laughs> in you tonight. Like, I, I didn't understand the need to make him understand what made him tick. I get it with a vampire. I get why you would be curious about a vampires as far as how they, they live and what their history is. Cause that's, that's something new. But as to what you're saying, Another rich, powerful man who just thinks that the world revolves around him. Not that interesting to me. Dime a dozen. Yeah. She, you know, my wife, she, okay. The, the couple things that I picked up, she thinks he's hot. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. But then and she finds him romantic. And I'm thinking, what about some of the other stuff? And I was like, what makes him romantic? She goes, she, he, he flew a, a, a helicopter. That's romantic. I go, she goes, you, you never taken me one. I go, I don't own a helicopter. <laughs> I can't fly one. <laughs> and I'm not rich. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't really give credit to, uh, um, there's a movie I like called, uh, Age of Adeline with Blake Lively, which I think, I think is a fine, like, uh, romance film. The one problem I had with it was like the first date that Blake Lively, who in, in that film, she's the, the Edward. She's the supernatural figure who doesn't mm-hmm. age anymore. Um, meets a guy and you know she she has commitment issues because she doesn't want people to realize that she's not aging um she just always kind of stays on the move and moves around after so many years and so this guy she goes on one date with and you know he's obviously going to become the one in the film but his first date um he lets her know that he like started a tech company and sold it for like hundreds of millions of dollars or he's a billionaire now and now he spends his time uh, traveling around the world uh, doing, uh, philanthropy and charitable works, like for the arts and for cities and making the world a better place. And their first date, um, he has this great apartment. He cooks for her, has expensive bottle of wine. And then they watch, um, this like old person's class, like them, like a dance studios across from that teaches senior citizens. And I'm watching this in the theater with my wife and I'm like, what the fuck? Like what, <laughs> what sort of unreal expectations are we putting on romance between real people when they go to the movies? So yeah, Christian Grey, uh, he probably can get away with all manner of torture during sex because he can buy you a car to get around in and mm-hmm. he can take you on a helicopter ride. I, I guess I don't swoon for that because for this character to be so rich, none of that means anything to him. Right. Like, you know, he'll buy some, it's like the old, the Derek Jeter gift basket that he, that came out. Did, did you ever hear about that? Like mm. the women that he would sleep with, uh, oh, okay. he, he would send them away and it would be a gift basket of all sorts of cool shit. And then like, he would just sign like a Jersey and it would just be like, thank you for having sex with me. Like signed Derek Jeter. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that meant anything to him. I mean, and, and she knows that he's had 15 girls also stay in that same room. That's only the ones that stayed in that room. He's, I'm sure he has slept with many, many more, you know? And so that's another thing, like for the movie to end in a cliffhanger, I want to see what happens to this, this couple, this relationship. I mean, clearly there's a third movie. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see if there's any more, if she makes him a better person at all. She's trying her damnest, you know, she wants to spend, um, the nights with him in the same bed. I, 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 she. How kinky of her. Oh, it, it's, the, he's giving her nothing uh, uh, aside from his looks and everyone just says how gorgeous he is. You know, he stalks her, follows her across the country 
and and you know wants to limit how much she can actually drink and all this the the contract itself is problematic food that she has to eat the shape she has to stay in yeah um hey man i i keep going back to edward uh edward cullen <laughs> i mean he's got his uh you know talking about food his family is cooking they don't know shit about food it disgusts them and they're trying to prepare a meal for her and then uh she already ate along the way and so i i I don't know. It was, uh, as I said, I don't think Twilight's a good movie, Bunny Metric. But when I'm watching these two back to back together, like within the same week, I keep coming back to, man, those vampires were so nice. Yeah. And so respectful of this young teenage girl. <laughs> um, I, I don't think know. the helicopter scene in 50 Shades is supposed to be like the scene where Edward runs Bella up the side of the mountain. <laughs> Wins that one too. He can fly with her. You know, they go out the window like Peter Pan style. Would you think of the look of the, the diamond skin? Not good. Not yeah. good. I, I'd always heard that because I was, you know, as I said, I didn't, uh, I didn't research it, didn't watch the movies or read the books, but I'm like, so the vampires in that world just walk around in the daylight. And I remember someone saying like, well, they're, they like glow in direct sunlight and i'm like all right you know it's one of those like old man mike things where i'm like cool whatever <laughs> just like and that's why they're not live in gonna Washington. watch that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh i did like they sort of shout that out like he was like you know outside of like the the misty mountains there of <laughs> of washington but. now it, it was something that i missed but was anastasia from portland yeah, like he was, uh, they, cause they were making a big deal about uh, going to Seattle, but yeah, she was, uh, from your well, neck of the woods, yeah. right? I need to go ask her some questions here. <laughs> well, I mean, she, uh, probably some better questions than are you gay? That's what oh, she right. had for Christian Gray. <laughs> I, I heard he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard hitting journalism from, uh, Anastasia's roommate, uh, there. Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, we're coming at it from opposite ends, uh, so, uh, we usually ask the questions about the remake. I'm just going to throw, I'm going to answer the question I'm about to toss you that I don't understand having now seen Twilight, how that led to 50 shades. I feel like they, they have very different views on like relationships and sex. So having seen Twilight first, uh, do you understand, uh, how we got to 50 shades from Twilight, how a super fan of Twilight could then come up with 50 shades because of it well i i think i think so because even you know you're saying you, you're kind of finding things positive uh in twilight even though admitting that it's not a good movie in right you know and uh i feel that uh perhaps this uh, el james she he she right like i'm assuming she, she yep um she was probably like, Hey, there, there's some things I like about this story, but it's like, it's, it's a YA novel, you know, let's, let's spice things up here. Let's, you know, let's stop giving the, the reader blue balls and let's just go balls to the wall. Literally, you know, give them a red room, um, safe words and let's just get down to the fucking. I, I think, I think that's what she was thinking and, you know, uh, tried to drop this, this, um, this guy who's much buffer than Edward Cullen as well. Edward Cullen's a bit of a kind of scrawny, kind of scrawny. And pale. well, that's the problem with being turned. To, you know, you're dying of a disease like a plague, and you're a 17 year old, and that's when the dude decides to turn you into a vampire. Yeah, but he's also still Robert Pattinson at 17, so I'm not going to weep too much for him as far as the the looks department, um, since he's not going to age from that point on. 
but yeah, he's a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, he's not too buff. And I I don't know how close the uh, the movie is to the books, but you know if it's really close, I mean, I I think the dialogue is better. I mean, uh, I do like uh, Anastasia better than I do Bella, and you know I I feel like I would probably like Edward better if Robert Pattinson didn't you know, um, portray him the way he did. Yeah. I, I thought it was, you know, very poor acting on his, his part. It's unfortunate because I, uh, there was a film called the Rover, um, from 2014. That was like, I think it was like my second favorite movie that year Bond whiplash. And he's excellent in it. He's great. And it's like, you know, it's probably someone, he was also just very young when he was in, I thought uh, um, he was okay. And remember me. I don't know if you saw that one. Didn't see that one. There was one that people were raving about from last year called good time. That a lot of the uh, people I follow, film podcasters, uh, really talk about that one. He's really good in that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he just uh, maybe it's the accent. Maybe he's just struggling too much with getting the, the American accent. But yeah, he's, he's really bad here, like really bad. And there's there's uh, nothing quite that bad in Fifty Shades, other than just I just don't dig Christian Grey, and I don't really like the the premise of it. I like Fifty Shades a lot better if um, if this couple was more fun. Like Dakota Johnson, she's so so much fun to be around. I don't like that he just wants to tie her up and like gag her and like just have sex with her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean she's quite a catch, and he doesn't see it. Like it's just ooh, a virgin. I assume that's fixed in the sequels, though, right? I assume that they actually well, have they, some. They fixed relationship. that. I don't in know. The first movie, Mike. I don't know if you you might have missed it. <laughs> I'm still going to watch the second one, but you tried to stop me, but now I'm with your wife. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see how this turns out. And I'll probably be hate watching yeah, I'm, it. But, I'm right there with you. You, uh, you know, honestly, when I was watching 50 shades and matter of fact, I mean, when I revisited twilight, I go, I wonder what it would be like if we did twilight two, you know, and 50. Sh- you're, you're really threatening our listeners. Not- <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we don't have a Patreon, but if that's something you'd be interested in, <laughs> Send some money our way. Throw us a buck. Someone send us a dollar. I think I'd do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we usually do a, uh, if we're going to do a third remake uh, here, which I don't know. If you have something in mind, um, I could see that maybe doing a, a third version of this. Uh, but the other thing I was thinking about uh, maybe as a side question or if you want to treat it as the main question uh, is there like a like a YA series that you would like to see like a more adult take on? Uh, I'm not very familiar with a lot of books, um, honestly. I mean, the books that I read nowadays are you know uh, like level two and below for my to- uh, for my my young my young one. So there's not a uh, you know you don't want to see an S and M sex version of one of those <laughs> with, with trucks, <laughs> <laughs> monster trucks and stuff, <laughs> plays in the monster machines. Um, Paw Patrol, perhaps? No. <laughs> I I don't know. Well, you know, I wasn't really prepared for, uh, you know, thinking of, like, some other series. You know, I was actually struggling deciding whether I want something more like Twilight or more like Fifty Shades, mm-hmm. where it's S&M. Um, for a recasting, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe like an in-betweeny. Like, let, let's kind of stray away from the this sexual theme here and 
you know, let's just play it more straight up, uh, take away the mystical vampires and stuff like that, but let's just focus on, you know, the love story and more like a, maybe not quite a rom-com, but just more, more straight, play it more straight. And I feel, you know, in my, uh, my version, it would be, uh, a female lead, you know, kind of like the Christian Grey. Um, I was thinking somebody who I find, uh, very desirable. You know, it would be like Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Okay. You know, I, I, I do, um, enjoy her quite a bit in, on that show. And I was trying to think of like a, a really innocent, uh, male to play opposite of her that can be, um, someone who I feel is kind of a chameleon. I, I feel he could play a lot of different roles and I don't, I feel he's kind of underrated, but, uh, Logan Lerman, are you familiar with him mm-hmm. from, uh, yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower? Love him in that movie. I love him in Fury. You know, uh, I first that's... saw him in like that Percy Jackson. You know, it's a kids movie, but hey, he, he's you just great too. in everything. Percy huh? Jackson. Why yeah. Perks of Being a Wallflower? You don't want to oh, okay. see the uh, the hardcore sex version of Perks of Being a Wallflower? I, I forgot that was actually based on a book, but um, you know, sure. You know, uh, well, I I don't remember it well enough to. Let's see, who would know? I mean, because he's already in that movie, so that's a little weird. So I'm just going to stick with these two properties here, but just say, like, you know, Logan Lerman and uh, Amelia Clark as your two leads and her, you know, kind of being this um, this woman uh, who has you know, a very powerful woman and comes across this, you know, this, this very nice guy that I don't know if he changes her or what, but, you know, kind of the same vein as these, as these two couples here we're comparing. I was thinking of, um, I don't know about doing like a third version of this, but I really liked the David Fincher version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which, uh, okay. they're, right. re- they're rebooting, um, which I think is, again, it's kind of senseless. Um, they're, they're not doing that story a third time because there was obviously the, the foreign language, like the original, uh, language of it. Um, and then they did the American version. Um, but they're skipping ahead and like, I think doing like the last book or the fourth book just as like a standalone thing with a new, they're not doing it with Rooney Mara. And I think that's unfortunate because I, I thought of, if you're going to flip this, uh, I thought a lot of the girl to dragon tattoo as far as, uh, Rooney Mara plays the, the title character there, Elizabeth, um, who, Sander, uh, is it Salandor? Salander, I think. Could be. Referred uh, to our uh, Girls with the Dragon Tattoo. We do episode. have an episode of that. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty popular. And um, I I thought, okay, that was a character, and there were a lot of terrible things that happened to her as far as, you know, the, I think the original title of the book was uh, Men Who Hate Women, uh, which maybe you could accuse Christian Grey of as far as his activities. <laughs> he, um, he wrote it. Yeah. Um but I felt like, okay, I would like to see something like that that has sort of a strange, dark character like Lisbeth, and yet you have all these men like Daniel Craig uh, infatuated with her. But put that character, that type of character in a world where it's not a murder mystery, but it's just someone that really just wants to be with her, and she holds all the power. So you could throw Daniel Craig in there again, could match up with Rooney Mara. Uh, I'm looking at her cast list and, uh, she did a, a movie with, uh, Jesse Eisenberg called Youth and Revolt. And he could be one, obviously, in the social network. They had the very right. first scene together, um, <laughs> where she, she calls him an asshole. 
And, uh, you know, we could even go back to her, uh, film with Carol, the love story with Kate Blanchett. So I'm going to have all three of those actors just be infatuated with her and, uh, wanting, wanting to get down with her. And the girl with the dragon tattoo, Rooney Mara holds all the cards. So that's my oh, yeah. version. I like it. Um, well, now that I had a little bit of time to think, uh, when I was younger, I really did quite enjoy the Encyclopedia Brown books. Okay. You know, you know, you mentioned mystery there. Maybe there's something that could be done there. You know, maybe Logan Lerman is your Encyclopedia Brown and he's investigating this uh, very powerful woman, Amelia Clark. Uh, I'm trying to think what I, as a kid, like the stuff I was into. Um, you actually had me thinking of like the stuff that was like read to me. And I think it was like, was that like the Berenstein Bears? I seem to remember like my mom. Right. Clifford, Clifford the dog, maybe. <laughs> I wasn't as into Clifford the giant dog, but I definitely don't want to see a giant dog in any sort of like adult sex movie. I know that. Like, <laughs> you know, bestiality, that's going to be the new thing. You well, know? Yeah. I mean, dogs Let's already have the, uh, you know, the red or, or pinkish penis that pops up and everyone's afraid they're about to be humped and you put that on a giant <laughs> red dog. Uh, yeah, that could be a really scary sex movie with James Cameron doing that, like the Avatar version of oh, <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> I think it's good enough. Yeah. The, you want more thoughts like this? No, no. I was no. asking our listeners. I was about to say, hey, we're oh. at Original Remake on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to say, uh, please stop and, uh, yeah, uh, hey, if you're interested, if you're still listening at this point and, uh, you want to hear, uh, Twilight 2, what was that? Was that New Moon or was that Eclipse? Uh, I think New Moon, I think Eclipse was third. New Moon versus Fifty Shades Darker. Sure. Yeah. If we, if we get a response, we'll do it. We'll cancel the next thing and we'll, it sounds like you're going to do it anyway. And I, I had no plans to watch New Moon, but maybe that actually shows that Fifty Shades of Grey is the true winner is that I was actually like, okay, I'll, I'll turn on HBO. But for Twilight, I was just like, as much as I love Edward and found him to be a nice, respectful young man, I didn't really care what happened to him next. I didn't really but <laughs> want to continue. Do you, do you think that perhaps that Twilight, the very first one, kind of wrapped up nicely though? Uh, whereas in Fifty Shades of Grey, it's a cliffhanger. Like when, when that cliffhanger came, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Well, I feel I'll like say I this. almost had to watch the second one. I'll say this. I, I think, um, knowing what came later with the werewolf thing and the love triangle sort of aspect, I think Jacob is sort of an obvious cliffhanger. Every time he appears and he sort of alludes to like shit with his family and Edward's family, that's not, that's not really like tied up. Um, However, um, yeah, it's more of a standalone than the Fifty Shades. And actually, I really hate, I hate the ending of Fifty Shades so that it doesn't end with the elevator closing. Why is it, why does it then show like a montage of like, here are all the moments where they were happy? It's like they didn't want to have the audience like leave on a down note. Like, cause nothing oh, happens after that elevator closes. You know what? Because mine was a USA version, it was, it was a, the credits sped up at the very end after the elevator closes. So I didn't get that montage. Well, it was better because you know, cause nothing happens. Because I, I looked at my wife and I was like, I thought this was, I thought it ended with the elevator door closing, but why are we still watching them? I was like, is there one more scene where they like reunite? And it's no, it's just both of them apart, like remembering all the good times. And huh. it's like this uh, happy montage. It sucks. No, no. They, they, yeah. It, that sounds like it sucks. USA no, got it, it right. Blurring out the it, nipples, not right. But <laughs> the elevator door ending, very much so. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I 
I I do want to credit both movies for knowing their audience, though. Um, I, I think, you know, if you are the demographic for either movies and enjoy this stuff, I, th- I think, it you know, there's some fun to be had, I guess. I mean, it wasn't a complete waste of time, to be honest, but I was surprised to see how much Razzies that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey actually won. Um, I was surprised to see Danny Elfman also scored this movie, and I think it's an amazing soundtrack. You know, The, the Weeknd, Ellie Goulding, uh, Golding, um, I think Rita... Rita Ora doesn't come in until like the third soundtrack, which was surprising because she has like a brief cameo as uh, his sister who spoke French, Christian Grey. Uh, of course, because you know why wouldn't they? <laughs> just he's just the <laughs> he's just the the common man. <laughs> when he's you know, the, when he screws up, he just calls in the helicopter. You're, you're familiar with Ashley Green, though, right? The one with the uh, the shorter brunette. Uh, no, what is she from? Is she on Smallville. Oh. No, she's from Twilight. <laughs> but that's what I know her from. But she's she's quite pretty too. And okay. I uh, I was considering maybe having the movie, uh, my version starring her. But then I thought of Amelia Clark. Well, I you know I still think I win with Rooney Mara myself. She would kick their ass. I think the girl with dragon tattoo would. Oh kick. no, no, I don't I don't disagree with you. Well, I mean Ashley Green, her character is a vampire, so. I'm actually putting her third. The vampire, <laughs> then the like dragon queen. Uh, and then I'm going with the girl with the dragon tattoo whips the, the woman that controls dragons. I like that. Okay. That, that'll work. There you go. Hot take. All, all right, the Game so, of Thrones fans. <laughs> yeah. So you already pumped out the original remake on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us, uh, for any suggestions. Uh, if you have any comments, you know, about Diner Movies, please send them our way. Uh, you can also email us original remake pod at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, where can, uh, they also find you and some of your other content? Yeah, I'll just pip out one, uh, cause I'm doing a lot of podcasts, uh, right now. But, uh, if you, I guess, probably liked, or if you clicked on a podcast that was going to talk Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey, you may like a show I do, uh, called The Grand Gesture, where me and my co-hosts look at romantic tropes in film. And so we did kind of kick around the notion of doing something for Fifty Shades. Um, and, uh, we chose not to, but, uh, the film that we were talking about, uh, covering is called Secretary. It stars, it stars, uh, James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think from 2003, 2002. Yeah. I, I remember that movie. Okay. A lot of spanking, uh, involved in a <laughs> weird relationship. In, in many ways in one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, you may like that movie. I wish I had an episode to direct you to, but, uh, we didn't do it. Uh, so check out that movie, check out our podcast, uh, and we'll have, uh, something for you this week. Probably something more in line, like how to be single. A little more, a little less spanking and a little more Dakota Johnson. Yes. And, uh, for me, I host another show called Podstalgic. Uh, just to throw some titles out, if you do enjoy some, some rom-coms. Uh, not too long ago, I did, uh, When Harry Met Sally. Um, also, um, uh, can't buy me love was a very popular episode as well. So, uh, many shows you can check out there, uh, at PulseOptic on Twitter and Instagram. You make it look like it's magic. Cause I see nobody, nobody but you. I'm never confused. Hey, hey. I'm so used to being used So I love when you call unexpected 
Days I hate when the moment's expected. I care for you, you, you. I care for you, 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 you. 'Cause girl, you're perfect. 